Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, February 3rd, we look at Lesson 5, Singing the Lord's Song in a Strange Land. Join us as we seek to hear the looming songs of the psalmist and what this means. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, Michael, here we are, lesson five and our memory text. Well, actually, the lesson is singing the Lord's song in a strange land. And our memory text comes from Psalms chapter 137, verse four. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Well, this strange land captures, piques my interest here, Buster, right away. Yeah, you know, uh, and Michael, I, I I think our audience, as we're listening to this, maybe you're finding yourself in strange territory or strange feelings, wherever it might be. But nonetheless, we are still called to sing those songs to the Lord, and He hears us and He's with us, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, this is quite an interesting lesson. Strange land, and wherever that might be, we start out the lesson this week, the days of evil, and looking at two of these uh, interesting psalms. Psalm 74, looking at uh, verses 18 to to 22. I'm not going to read all of this. It talks about enemies scoffing and wild beasts. And then it reminds the Lord as if he needs reminding, right? Have regard for the covenant, for the dark places of the land are full of the habitations of violence. I think this is what's talking about the strange land is this is a reminder that this land is not our own. As nice as wherever it is that you happen to be living, this land is just a a temporary place. And so, and, and the reality is, as we look around us, we see all the problems, we see sin and death and this. And uh, frankly, we look at the world around us changing, you know, the, our yeah, impact that humans have had on the world and without, you know, you know, I know there's politics and stuff like that. So I'm kind of staying out of that, but I think no one's going to deny that, that we have had uh, an impact on, on this earth. And, and then at the end of this passage, arise, O God, defend your cause. Remember how the foolish scoff at you all the day. That's, that's one. That's one thing that's pretty interesting. And then Psalm 79, verses 5 through 13, a little bit of a longer passage here. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? How long will your jealous, jealousy burn like fire? And then this, this is rather livid. <laughs> Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you on the kingdoms that call on your name. And so, and, and it even says, for they've devoured Jacob and de- devastated his homeland. So this is, this is a crucial moment here that, that we do live in, in tough times, challenging times. And Without uh, a doubt. yeah, and some, a lot of it sometimes is stuff that is no personal fault of our own. It's not something I did. I haven't, you know, I didn't cause a particular thing to happen. And verse eight is very interesting. It's a book by a rabbi, Jewish rabbi Friedman from generation to generation actually takes its title from this. And by the way, if if there's anybody listening to that, to this podcast, that if you're interested in ministry and and counseling and those kinds of things, one of my all time favorite books is it talks about how anxiety levels and family cycles, how that works in churches and in families. And it's based on this partially at least based on this text do not hold against us the sins of past generations but may your mercy come quickly to meet us for we are in desperate need some things that we have inherited problems 
from other family members. <laughs> I think of, you know, some people have physical diseases and ailments, high cholesterol, even, you know, things like that. that. That's not anything you and I get to choose. We just inherit that. And yet those are things that we have to have to live with. Right. And, and so in the midst of all these challenges, it reminds us to turn back to God when the days are evil, turn back to God. Verse 13, from generation to generation. Here's that phrase again, right? We will proclaim your praise. And so it's one of those things where we recognize the world in which we live is an evil world. And so sometimes in the midst of that evil even gets a little bit uh, more dramatic and existential at death's door. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, as we're looking at death's door, this question is, po is posed to us. What experiences do these texts describe in the several, it's a litany of texts, but also in what can you relate to what is said here? And these are, a, like I said, a plethora of, of texts that go over the psalmist that are crying out in declaration from illness and from death's door. Uh, the very first one there, Psalm 41, verses 1 through 4, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. He will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. And so we see here the psalmist crying out there, but also in chapter 88, we're going to revisit this here in a little bit. Verse, verse 3 through 12, for my soul is full of troubles and my life draws near the grave, goes on down to the, there verse 5, adrift among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more and are cut off from your hand. We see all these texts and it finishes up with, as you guess you could say, a, a medley of text coming from Psalm 102. For my days, starting in verse 3, for my days are consumed like smoke and my bones are burned like like a hearth my heart is stricken and withered like grass so that i forget to eat my bread and so you hear see here verse five because of the sound of my groaning my bones cling to my skin verse 11 my days are like a shadow that lengthens and i will wither away like grass and it ends with 23 through 24 he weak he weakened my strength in the way he shortened my days i said oh God, oh my god do do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. Coming back to that line that you shared, Michael. And one thing that the principal contributor brings out here is that, Michael, we are not exempt from suffering in this life. As a matter of fact, not only are we not exempt, but it is going to happen because we're humans. Now, whether that's our direct suffering or witnessing suffering, some suffer more than others in this life, and yet all the while we can learn how to depend on God and do what the psalmists do here, cry out to God in truth and honesty, but also in despair, recognizing that God hears us and that he will answer and God will be with us. Now, we, I would love for him to wave the wand, if you will, the proverbial wand and take it all away. But that's the beauty of this, which is oftentimes he won't take it away. He will help us navigate through it. And on the other side, we become stronger with disappointment, with rejection, with, with despair, with illness, with death, whatever it might be. God is with us and he helps us to build up resistance in order to have hope right, in the midst of despair. 
And so, Michael, that is us dealing with at death's door. Now we have the question of where is God? Tuesday's lesson. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes when things don't seem to go our way, in fact, it may seem to be going exactly the opposite direction, right? And it just seems like there's a wall of silence and you're in the midst of turmoil and tragedy and whatever it is. We can be tempted to ask the question, where is God in all of this? And we can certainly see expressions of, you know, I, I love the authenticity of the Psalms. You know, it's not just saying, hey, everything's hunky-dory and warm fuzzies. But in Psalms, you, you hear other realities, which maybe some of our listeners can relate to. I know I can certainly uh, relate to as, as well being thirsty in a dry land, mortal anguish, you know, even lonely like the birds, you know, feeling isolated, maybe even depressed, we would say, right? right. Psalm 69, deep mire, all of these things describe not pleasant experiences that we want to seek out. And <laughs> Psalm 69, uh, one of the Psalms of the sons of Korah, it's titled, Why Are You Cast Down, O My Soul? And the first part of it is a beautiful scripture song that I that just brings back a lot of, of, of thoughts in my own heart. It says, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When I shall, I, uh, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? It's as if, you know, the, the friends of Job are coming to him like, you know, Hey, look at you, you know, I mean, why, why are you persevering on here? And uh, there are those moments. This is reality that, that, that there are moments when things, when, when things feel like you've just hit the wall, how far lower can you go? And at those moments when it doesn't seem like there's any hope and you can't hear anything, mm. the scripture says what we should do is continue to seek God, the thirst for the living God, the pant for you, my soul pants for you. Oh, God, it's a reminder that is our posture of, of humility and patience, patiently waiting. We may not be immediately indicated. And, and sometimes maybe God could be trying to teach us a lesson to, to just say, Lord, you know, what do you have to teach me? And, and, and ask the Lord and search our hearts and if necessary to, to repent and, and once again, seek God with, with all of our hearts fervently. And, and this is what the psalmist's example, the second part of this, gives a number of different verses. I'm only going to reference Psalm 10, verse 12. Rise, Lord, lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. So talk to God. Keep it real. Tell him. Tell him you're angry. Tell him you're frustrated. Tell him I can't hear your voice. But please continue and persevere on. That's the example. It's modeled for us here in Psalms. And that uh, we can know that even when we can't feel him and we can't see him, God is still there. It's, it's like the proverbial the image and the poem about seeing the one set of footprints and, 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 and to realize later, uh, only later, that were, those were the moments yes. God carried you. But you may not feel him carrying you at the moment, but yet God is still, God is still there. Which brings us to God's promises. Yeah, Michael has asked, has his promise failed forevermore? And I'm going to get a little bit real here. One of the reasons I was and still am in lots of sorts uncomfortable with some of the Psalms is because I am bent towards optimism and I'm bent towards moving on and getting past and, and looking at the, the bright side of viewing hope. 
And a lot of the Psalms, they, they, they don't end there. I mean, they are in the midst of it. They're in the thick of it and they stay there. And one of the things I've learned about myself is that sometimes I don't give myself a chance to process. Sometimes it, not sometimes, there's, it's okay to mourn. It's okay to be well. It's okay to, I think it's here in chapter 77 of Psalms, to hama, which is to moan, which is depicting of roaring waters. There's this, this guttural sound that is coming from this psalmist that is writing this, that's trying to describe the emotion they're going through. As a matter of fact, let's go there to Psalm chapter 77. I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. Do you hear that? My soul refused to be comforted. In other words, yeah. God was there and God was trying to comfort me, but this psalmist is saying, I refused it. And then verse three, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Other, other versions will say, I, I moaned and my spirit was overwhelmed. And so this is that hama, that, that guttural sound of, of trying to, to get it out, but you can't and just letting it flow. And it, it doesn't uh, end there, but verse seven, listen to this. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Michael, I remember lessons growing up of you should never, ever question God. And I still hold dear and true to that. But you can ask God questions. I like that. And, 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 and a matter of fact, if you're going to be real, there's moments in your life where we have questioned God. In, it, maybe it's internal, whatever it might be. And I've gone back later, I've repented. But I truly believe this in my heart of hearts, that God appreciates my honesty with him rather than my fakeness. Mm. That God appreciates my authenticity with him so that he can then show up and continue to comfort me, even though I that no, Lord, I don't need that right now. Uh, in other words, God is real. God is there. God is trying to help us through this. But God also understands that we are human beings going through the midst of trials and despair. And he doesn't bypass it. Mm -hmm. uh, going on verse 18, the voice of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightnings lit up the world. The earth tr trembled and shook. Your way was in the sea, your path in the great waters. Your footsteps were not known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. And that's where the psalmist stops there. But I, I want the audience to understand there is history. Notice that the psalmist went back to history, like because God was with them back then. Mm. I know that he is still with me now. Yeah. Even though I can't see it, there's a song that says, even though I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. God is still working. And sometimes what we have to rely on is the past of scripture. Mm -hmm. It's the past of sometimes our own lives, the past of someone else's testimony of recognizing that God is going to be with us and it's okay to mourn in the meantime. Mm -hmm. And so, Michael, let's now hear Lest the righteous be tempted. Thursday's lesson. Yeah, so here we have reminded for us, um, again, a couple of different passages, but it's really just asking the question, you know, when we're looking here at this earth and having to deal with these challenges that we do face that we've been talking about and struggle, the, these realities, Psalms, it quotes here in the lesson, the scepter of wickedness versus the scepter of righteousness. But 
often that scepter of wickedness seems to prevail around us. What what do we face and 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 how do we deal mm. with that? Right. And so uh, Psalm 37 talks about this a little bit. And uh, just verses one and verse eight says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Right. And then it says again, refrain from anger, forsake wrath. And and then here we go again. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. So Ooh. when we kind of live in a constant state of anxiety, we can drive ourselves crazy. And what we're trying to do is remember God saying, hey, trust me, I, I got you. I got you. It may not seem like, it may not feel like it, but in the end, I've got you. And so you don't have to worry because in the end game, in the long game, you know, you <laughs> turn out all right because you're going to be on on the winning side. And so we just need to remember that in, in a lot of aspects of life. Buster and you and I were talking just about this before, you know, sometimes there's people that 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 really can do terrible things to us. I mean, they can try to slander yeah. us, our reputation and other kinds of things. And, and other people may not know the whole story. And you're just like, OK, we can do one of a couple of different things. We can kind of worry about that. We can we can even try to get angry and, and even try to retaliate. But that's not the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is love. And, and, and when people, you know, punch you in the face, it's Jesus is there, you know, turn the other cheek, you know. Right. We have to constantly. That's that is a reality. It's it's hard, especially when we see that with other people in the, in the church in the Christian faith community. We kind of expect better, right? We we don't expect that. I shouldn't have to take that, but the reality is we're all sinners in need of a savior, and we we are uh, left. We are left in this very precarious situation, but but precarious not in the sense that we're in. We've been left alone. God is still there with us and through this. And that's the point is that we don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. So if we're tempted to anxiety, to stress, and to, to fret, as, as scripture says, God's words reminding us, hey, I've got you. It's going to be okay. And a couple other verses here, Psalm 73. This is another one of the ones with a Psalm of Asaph. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. So remember, God is more than we deserve. He is good. Amen. He has our best interest at heart. He loves us. He cares for us. And so we need to remember and claim that promise of, of God's goodness. And, and then verse 20, I like this. They, they are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. It's kind of as if it, it, you know, you're kind of looking around like, what, it, was this really happening? You know, ever, yeah in there where you're just kind of like i can't have to pinch yourself make sure this is actually real life in front of me not not, not just seeing things and <laughs> yeah you know those those who cause trouble will be ultimately to the lord like those who who vanish in a dream verse 27 those who are far from you will perish you destroy all who are unfaithful to you and so ultimately we not only do we not have to worry but we know that the end is sure we know what's going to happen uh, not that we want those other people to, to be destroyed and to perish but God will leave them to their own devices. They will receive what the seeds that they have sown. They will reap what they, what the, those, those seeds. And so claim that promise, claim that promise. It's not easy. I'll be the first one to tell you, I, that's, I struggle as much as anybody else wrestling through that. But, but even as we wrestle through that, we, we can be confident and know and, and, and be thankful to God for what he has done for us.
You know, Michael, I want to make sure the audience hears this. Testimonies to the Church, Volume 3, page 555, summarizes everything we've been trying to say. Mm. Faith grows strong by coming in conflict with doubts and opposing influences. I like it. The experience gained in these trials is of more value than the most costly jewels. Wow. That, that warring, if you will, against those doubts and the opposing influences is the resistance that makes us stronger and it is precious and we hold on to it and we are being refined as a result of it through the power of God. I love that promise, that, that poignant reminder that as we go through challenges that by God's grace, like gold tried in the fire, right? That, that he purifies us and most of all to make us more like him and to be more like Jesus, to become more loving and lovable Christians as she writes in another place. So, Amen. Amen. Well, we've covered it for another week. We're just plowing right through the Psalms. Thank you for joining us in the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast. Until next week, these are your hosts, Soup. And Swoops. Signing, Signing out. out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.